Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Run With Allie Live podcast. If you're someone looking or thinking about running or someone who is interested in training for a marathon without getting that injury, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Run With Allie Live podcast, where I bring you special guests consisting of different running specialties, runners, fitness professionals, specialty doctors, and more to provide their own insights and advice on running, how to begin, how to properly fuel for a race, and how to mentally set yourself up for running successfully for life. Every single Tuesday, I bring you my own personal stories and how I became the runner, trainer, and coach I am today, as well as actionable results from being injured that have only enabled me to become a better coach for my clientele and for me. Thanks to the industry leaders I've hosted on my podcast for making this all possible to, again, become the coach that I am today. Being a Run With Alley believer truly means understanding the holistic approach to running as a lifestyle. It's not just about the fitness aspect, it's the holistic approach, meaning everything from training to nutrition to recovery to headspace to making time for your friends and family. That matters. So stop being so hard on yourself. Tune in weekly right here for new inspiring motivational episodes and guest speakers that will inspire you to change your life for the long run through running. We're in this together. Welcome to Run With Allie Live. It is Tuesday, February 18th. Believe it or not, it's crazy. And I say that every episode, but like it's actually almost March. That is insanity. Um, 2020 is just flying by. It's flying by. Alyssa, how do you feel about 2020? Hey, Allie. Um, feeling pretty good about 2020 so far. Um, for people like us two that live in New York, it's definitely been a nice winter. Um, I, yeah. How about that winter? Uh, I that, mean, if, yeah. if, if you want to call it winter, because let's be real, how many how many runs have we had to do on the treadmill due to snow? Not too many, right? Yeah. I don't actually, I'm not the biggest fan of distance running on the treadmill, unless right? it's like a dire situation but actually I do train this woman in Colorado who has no choice also oh the altitude gosh. is like ooh. Wow. I don't know I've never run in altitude but I mean that's got to take a toll on your lungs but it makes you a stronger runner but before we dive into this um let me introduce the podcast so uh everyone who is listening and chiming in for the first time thank you so much for joining the run with Ally live show Uh, as you already got a little glimpse of her, we have an elite marathoner on here who I had the pleasure of actually working with in my first role in the fitness industry. And she saw me jumping on treadmills and like really hustling to basically build my business from the bottom up. This was not a joke. And she could attest to this. It's hilarious. But, um, yeah, just a really quick recap again of the show that was not in the intro before this. Uh, I bring together individuals of all backgrounds, whether they're elite runners, uh, doctors, uh, anyone who is interested in running, beginner runners, uh, or anyone just who has an interest in the sport. 
you're welcome to come on the show. So I encourage you to subscribe so you get updates on every weekly episode and all of the special guests that we have here because they have wonderful stories to tell. So that leads me to our special guest today, Alyssa Salisi, who it's funny because like Alyssa, I don't know if you were this good when you were at Equinox, <laughs> like, like, cause you're very good. Like guys, she's very good. Uh, and she's young and I can't wait to see like where you're at in your thirties. Cause I know that, you know, very well, females tend to peak in their thirties, like mid thirties yeah. in terms of marathon. So, uh, just, this is Alyssa. I'm going to let her introduce herself, but I used to work with her at Equinox. Uh, she is one of the sweetest girls I know. She is a runner. I, I want to say like recreational runner turned elite marathoner, and she has won multiple races, which I'll let her speak to. Uh, yeah. So Alyssa, welcome to the show. Thanks, Allie. Thank you for having me. And thank you for that lovely introduction. Um, All true. All true. <laughs> well, it's so it's funny how you mentioned back when we were, you know, starting uh, as trainers back in 2017. Yes, I Alyssa. Know, I guess that's that's the norm. Like, yeah, I mean, can you hear me? Now I can hear you. You cut out for a little, but it's okay. Okay, we'll we'll pick back up. So. I'll go back to saying how um, when you and I were, you know, getting into the fitness industry in 2017, um, I definitely wasn't, you know, anywhere near as good as I am now. But I also, you know, that's normal. Typically, I guess you uh, progress with something that you're into. I guess that's just like the natural state. But um, I didn't know as much as I know now. And a lot of that uh, is thanks to you, but I'll um, introduce myself a little further uh, firstly. So my name is Alyssa. Um, I'm a um, office and project coordinator for New York Roadrunners at the New York Roadrunners headquarters in Midtown Manhattan. Um, I'm also a part-time personal trainer, so I still get my feet wet uh, that way. And I'm a runner. Um, when I was getting into uh, wanting to be a personal trainer uh, over at Equinox, Allie joined our team of trainers about three weeks after I did. And I was so into running. Um, and I remember when Allie joined the team, I was like, this girl is <laughs> definitely a runner. And I need to pick her brain. And I just remember being like in awe of her. And we got to talking. And you had told me that you were like, you qualified for, you know, the Boston Marathon and, and you had several under your belt. And, you know, you, of course, had run with Allie. So I was just so blown away. But I remember you said the term, you said BQ, Boston Qualifier. And I was like, what, like, what is that? Like, I, like, I, this is, this is only a few years ago. I, you know, I really had no idea. And you could think that you know about something, but you don't really know anything at all. And you're like, yeah, like, I, like, just did Boston like April you know 2017 and I was like she's like wow okay so Boston's the one and I remember being like that's badass okay it's Boston that's the marathon that we want to be doing people okay um but yeah so 
thanks to Allie, I, I <laughs> well, learned so, a little bit more. So Alyssa, I have to like thank you because we had, I feel like an automatic bond because when you were like, yeah, I love running. And I was like, yeah, I've done these marathons. It was like, okay, like we like running, but like yeah. not a lot of trainers just tend to, you know, really go for that. There are more bodybuilders, powerlifters. We didn't really like not, we don't like not care, but that just wasn't our thing. Um, and I just like, like, just like I might've inspired you, like I, you, you look like a runner and I knew, I just knew because you, of your, of your passion. And it just like came out when you spoke about running and that you follow several, uh, very good runners and you, you're just like, you're, you're in the game to win it. And I knew that only good things were going to come for you. So I just kept my mouth shut. Um, and thank you for just being very vulnerable and sharing that, you know, you like didn't even know what Boston was because, um, I could relate to like when I first, uh, was at the Boston marathon and like freaking out because people were praying. I just was like, Whoa, this is like way more intense. And it's not that easy to admit. Uh, and just like, just to be open like that. I think that was really cool. So thank you. Oh, of course. I mean, you know, it's, it's the truth. And, um, you know, honestly, Ali, uh, the past year for me, a lot of it, um, was because of, was because of that. I remember, you know, I, my goal was, you know, for my first marathon to be the New York city marathon for whatever reason, maybe being a you know, native New Yorker. But when I started working for New York road runners and they informed me that, you know, staff members aren't allowed to run the marathon, it's kind of, you know, it's an all hands on deck day. Everybody has a role. Um, so, you know, they may, we do a lottery and, you know, maybe three people get picked out of a hat to run it every year, but chances of that were super slim. So I had to, you know, reorganize uh, my goals for the upcoming year. So this was, you know, winter 2019. I was like, all right, really want to run a world major. I think I'm ready. I'd been putting in the work, so I figured, you know, maybe, maybe Boston would be doable. Um, had you in the back of my head that, you know, you can't just sign up, you have to qualify. Um, and, you know, there's other ways, of course, but I think, I think we like doing it that way. I think we can agree there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I looked up, you know, just a qualifying marathon that was near me, ended up being the Long Island Marathon in uh, May. So wait, Alyssa, backtrack, because for the listeners on here, I think you're such an inspiration, your story, and you progress very quickly. You're an elite runner. And so like, like talk to us a little bit about like how you started, like just running and what you did. And then uh, let's dive into your first race. Okay. Yeah, that sounds great. So I always loved running, but it like, it came in waves. So my senior year of high school, I decided to run uh, on the winter track team just to, like, stay in shape uh, for lacrosse. I wasn't any good at lacrosse, but I figured it just wouldn't hurt. And I kind of felt like I would always regret if I didn't run on that team for whatever reason. And I ended up really loving it. Um, you know, like I said, it was indoor track, so the races were on a 200. And uh, I met, like, really great friends that I still have today. Um, and totally fell in love with it, totally realized my potential for the sport. And then, um, of course, uh, college came, I went to Manhattan college. Uh, I considered running. Um, however, they 
are a D1 school. Not sure if I was good enough for that at the time. Um, but it was just a different, I, I just viewed running in, in a different light at that time. And I think I ran maybe like, uh, like 20 miles a week to 25. Like it, there wasn't a lot going on, but I still- mean, that's so, that's still a lot, but I understand like from your standpoint where you're coming from, it's not optimal to be, you know, that low for your training. Right. Then. Yeah. 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 And it was, you know, I definitely, like, I still considered myself a runner at that time. Um, but it was, it was just, it was just such a different time. But I remember I, it wasn't until like graduating college in 2015 that I really like got the running thing down. Um, and I say, I phrase it that way because I like, like throughout college, I couldn't run more than I think like four miles outside. And it, it, it was just like, like, and if I did, it was like, unbelievable I like I relied on the treadmill and I remember um I was I I like tried to make it as a nanny on Nantucket um the summer after like the summer of college graduation and that meant you know there was no treadmill there was no gym so I had to rely on the road and I was like feeling really good and kind of noticing like a change in myself and then once I got back to New York I realized I was running I think I was doing these like four and a half mile runs as opposed to like when I'd be back home, I would only run like two and a half miles outside. And I was like, Oh, well, I have to, you know, keep up with this now. Like I'm feeling so good. Like, like let's keep going. And it just really, really snowballed. And then by the time uh, September came, I was like, I'm going to do, you know, four in the morning and then, you know, two in the afternoon. Cause I, you know, I was job hunting. So I had so much time. I was working for my dad at the time at his pizzeria. Um, so I just really tried to focus in on running. And then I think by the time December came, I was doing like eight miles a day, whether it was four in the morning and four in the afternoon, or just all in one shot, I just built up to that. I Um, remember you talking about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because it's something, it was only, you know, a few months before that it was something that was almost impossible but it's just if you put the work in and you care, you know, hopefully, you know, I, I think I think it it ends up working out. So it was that was 2015. And then uh, June of 2016, I ran my first race, which is which was a half the Fairfield half marathon with a friend who was at Fairfield at the time. And it's interesting because a lot of people don't start with a half it's like so unconventional typically you start with 5k and 10k and then then you revisit the 5k and the 10k later on I think when you have more talent to do really fast times in those races um but still like have never raced a 10k and my former coach thinks that that's like the craziest thing haven't no, raced um, a 5k either girl I'm about to ra- race my first 5k um, in March. So you're not the only one. And I think I love that you said that because everyone has their own journey and their own way of discovering their true potential. And sometimes it's not so conventional. Sometimes it's almost some people throw themselves into the fire. And like you did, you put yourself into a half marathon and tested your true limits. And it seems like good things came of that. Yeah. Yeah. I would say so. And you know, it's, it's really cool to look back on. Cause like in 2016, I, my friend and I we were like, let's try to do it in under two hours. 
and I think we we ran it in like 158 or something and we were just so happy like we had the best time like I remember like racing with like my earphones like my phone in my hand and just you know it's it's crazy to think like of how things just change I ran so since then I've run uh, like I I guess uh a handful of halves um my 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 latest half marathon PR is a 122, which I ran in October to tune up for uh, the Philly marathon. Bad ass. But I really want to go back to one thing before we go to that. It it was a, isn't it a different level of enjoyment just like running with friends, and under two hours is a it's a huge like that's that's great for many people. And it's just, it's a different kind of, uh, I guess, feeling and fulfillment um, than, you know, getting like that PR just because, you know, you you could just kind of like enjoy it more as opposed to like racing. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? And it's, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because I, and I hate to even admit this, but I, when I ran uh, Philly in November, I PR'd, it was only my second marathon, but it wasn't the time that I wanted. And I was so upset. Like I, like Allie, like I ran a 259 and I was just so upset, you know, this girl, this girl ran a 259 marathon, everyone. She was so upset. Alyssa, I love you. But like, this is, this is someone that went from zero to a hundred. I am like, no, but actually like, Alyssa, that's amazing. And yes, I understand the mindset because you set a goal for yourself and you didn't achieve it, but celebrate the small wins. But so exactly. So to your point, like the, the difference is like it's racing and then finishing. There's such a difference, but they're both so great. And I think, you know, part of the thing with racing is you're setting a goal. You want to hit a certain time. Sometimes it doesn't happen due to injury, weather, or whatever, but it just becomes a different game, you know? Yes. And when you did that, did you have a coach? Yeah. So I was being coached by uh, Stuart Calderwood um, at that time. Uh, He sent me, like, it was, I guess, from end of August to November, he he had been coaching me and um introduced me to like like tempo runs like I like I didn't even like I had never done a tempo run until like August like so when I was training for Long Island like I I really didn't have like a solid real training plan it was just like that I was putting the mileage in but I wasn't doing any track works you know track workouts or any speed work of any sort um so he introduced me to that um which is has been very helpful and is, you know, very important if you're somebody that wants to get faster. And also to uh, prevent injuries. Yeah. Because, you know, in introducing those speed work um, runs, you know, you're forced into proper running form and your running economy improves. And, you know, what goes along with that is proper form. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be as prone to injury. I'm not saying that you won't get injured, but um, I think that that's amazing. And I also think it's amazing that you trained for four months doing that and still got that time. Yeah. Marathon training. It's, it's a tricky thing. There's like, I know there's like <laughs> so many different ways that people go about it, 
I was yes. told at the time that that was like the perfect amount of time, but thinking yep. about it, I oh, don't God, know, no. you know, like I it just, uh, like, I have oh, no idea. Actually, you tell me, do you think four months is sufficient enough to really like train, feel confident and ramp up like, I guess at a rate that's, it's like a steady rate. You're not like pushing yourself too hard. You're allowing yourself to recover. You know, that's the thing. Like, I feel like when it's four months, it's like, it's just so constant. I feel like there's not really any recovery time. This is just like, I'm like speaking from my experience. Some people may disagree. I feel like maybe four and a half, five months would make a big difference. But like, so, you know, I ran Philly, that was November 24th or whatever. And now I'm running Boston, which is on April 20th. So it kind of put me back in that like four month training plan, I guess. You know what I mean? Because I didn't yeah. I didn't get right back into training after Philly because yeah. yeah. I did. I was injured, you know, um, but so talk yeah. to me about your injury. I, I want to hear about it. Yeah, for sure. So about a year ago um, after uh, I ran the Nantucket half uh in fall 2018 a week after racing i was on a sunday run and this like shooting pain went down my left leg and uh i was like this just doesn't feel right um so i like continued to run and then i was like oh no i actually can't so i jogged home took a shower sat on my recliner for about an hour and then i went to get up and i couldn't walk and I was like this is this is just not going to be good so to make a long story short I uh I had a piriformis syndrome and like sciatica yeah so I um, feel you oh my gosh the worst it's just the worst and it's it's, yes yeah so a lot of physical therapy and then when I was running so that was a year ago and then when I was running Philly a few months ago the it decided to come back at mile 15 and I think that's that's just why I was maybe so upset for that race because nobody plans to be injured. But when you know, and, and there's never, you know, it's there's never a right time to be injured, whether you're training for something or not. You don't want to be injured, especially during mile 15, you know, at a marathon. And uh, so went to PT for several weeks for that too a few months ago. And just yeah, just you just have to keep on top of it. You know, it's something that will always be. Within me, it's just like you know how I'm how I'm built. Um, and yeah, and so and you've been there too. I've been there, and you know, I I want to like I'm so I understand like what that feels like, and it's the worst thing in the world when the one thing you love is taken from you. Like it's literally taken yeah. away from you, and I feel like as a runner, it's just it almost forces you to like you know, see the silver lining, like, okay, I'm going to PT and I'm getting this help, but understanding what you did wrong. So you don't do it again. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. As long as you learn from it, you know, because it's, it's happening for a reason, obviously, you know, so you have to yeah. do what you can. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm, I'm super excited to see you run Boston and I, I love the time frame that you gave, um, for training for a marathon, because I don't think that there's one size fits all at all. Um, but I, uh, I always recommend, you know, if you could train, like I'm training for Boston 2021 right now, because oh, wow. but that's how much I got a scare from, um, 
when I had a piriformis syndrome boss in 2018. Uh, and even though I ran New York City and, you know, um, just as well as I do, that was like that was my comeback race. I like I PR by like such a minimal amount of time. I could have done better. Uh, and so that's why I got a coach, Jason Carp. Uh, and he started throwing in uh, threshold mile repeats and just stuff to slowly build me up so that, you know, I'm ready for when that day comes. And it's just already, I've already seen the um, benefits, but you like, you're not, you're not like a baby, but I'm just so excited, like to see your journey because I know that I, I already know I could like see you in the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, I'm not even just saying that. And like, when I saw how well you did, I like sort of almost started crying because I was like, Oh my God, I feel so good for like, I'm so happy for her. I like feel her. I like, well, I just was well, so, so happy. Allie, you, you know, you're, you're so sweet, but you know, so we have the Olympic trials are February 29th. So two weeks from now and 2024 trials will be here before you know it. And with somebody who has a time like you as well, we, you know, very well could both be at those trials. I'm sure that you're so sweet. You're so sweet. But I, okay. Let's, let's let's talk about this for a second. Are they going to make it harder to, to, to qualify for the Olympic trials? Because we, I think we have 511 women competing in uh, 2020 and in 2016, there was, I think like just shy of 200, like women are crushing like, it, crushing it, totally yeah. killing it. So it's, you know, let, let's see what happens. Um, but it's, it's inspiring at the same time, you know, so inspiring. So, so inspiring. inspiring. Yeah. But I you will. know, it's, it's keeping up, you know, tempo runs, speed work. I just uh, have been accepted into central park track club. Um, so that's going to be huge. Um, doing the workouts with them a few nights a week. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm starting to do the same thing, but with North Brooklyn runners and with like men who have way faster times than me, like you could probably keep up with them, but like, they're going to definitely be pushing me. It's, um, you know what? It's funny. Cause I was going to mention, it's so great to run. I mean, with, with the girls that are at my level as well, but there's something about latching on to the men. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I don't know. (laughs) Like, it's it's funny, Ben is actually like helping me like co-lead the like the run club that we're partnering with North Brooklyn Runners for. Um, And one of those head coaches is, you know, the one that invited me to their runs. And I'm like, oh, gosh, can I do this? But you know what? I was like, I'm going to do it. And worst case is like, I push myself. I'm just give it my all because it just it makes you stronger. It makes you stronger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I should probably look into Central Park Track Club or just like be like, hey, I'm a guest. Hi. Um, I'm here. um, Okay. Let's let's actually set that up. No, I like I really should. I know I've been told I like should. Let's set it up every Thursday night. I'm not even kidding. We'll we'll talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about it. We will. We will. Yeah. Um, So. I love, okay, I'm going to just, you already answered a lot of this. Um, I definitely want you to speak to this one. 
the number one most important thing for a runner to incorporate into their training program in order to drop time, just because you are someone that has progressed very quickly. And yes, you had an injury, but with like little guidance before then, uh, and I don't want to say it wasn't that serious, but it's not like you fractured your femur or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And you got right back to it. And like now you're running strong. So my question to you is for the for every runner listening on here and especially for people that are looking to run faster, what would you say is the number one most important thing uh, for a runner to drop time? Uh, so I feel like the theme of this podcast is going to be tempo runs, but tempo <laughs> runs, it's like, that's, that's just, I think that's the most important thing. And, you know, of course, like track workouts, but, um, this is all right. So this is a sentence that I love saying, um, when I met Paula Radcliffe at the New York city marathon press conference, I asked her, this was before Philly, of course, I asked her what the most important, you know, uh, aspect of her training always was. And she looked at me with like, these like big serious eyes and she said tempo runs but long tempo runs and she grabbed my shoulder and she's like you have to do long tempo runs like it can't just be you know four to six she's like you have to push it she's like and that's how you're gonna get faster and I I remember like tempo you know tempo runs are not a comfortable thing no so when you think about going beyond yeah so when you think about going beyond you know even eight miles it's like kind of like it's just not a happy thought but that's that's where the truth is um and you know like improving at things isn't a comfortable process a lot of the time so but um yeah I, I think tempo runs and you know uh stretching and honestly you and I both know this I think nutrition as well um oh yeah yeah nutrition I recently stopped eating meat um you know that I love fish you did that whole thing about wild caught versus farm raised which I loved um and I've been looking into that even more um I never was a fan of the farm raised stuff but just learning more about it is just so much more reassuring um but yeah like nutrition huge part huge huge part of you know getting faster eating the right things the right amounts and I, yeah. I agree. And just like training with that. And I love that you said tempo runs because um, a few things. I feel like when you have enough time doing runs such as like mile repeats at your threshold pace and running them hard, comfortably, but you're not like exhausted at the end of each yeah. one and you give yourself sufficient recovery in between each that it's systematic, it makes sense. That's a great way to build so that you're increasing the lactate in your blood and basically therefore you're able to basically remove, you know, lactate, um, and redistribute it throughout your body and not hit that anaerobic phase where you're like depleted of everything. And in terms of like holding your pace, the more, the better aerobic base I, you have, the more I feel like you're going to be, I feel like you're going to be able to hold a stronger pace at your lactic threshold rate or the high end of your aerobic rate, your tempo run uh, for longer. But again, everyone is different. And I think that it's just like so interesting to hear everyone's take. And I love tempo runs too, by the way. Yeah, for sure. For uh, sure. But um, yeah, I love that you said that. And then nutrition, like, so yes. Um, and I know you saw the beginning of this. Uh, I, I, 
had an issue with eating. I, I was body dysmorphic and I know you saw the entire thing. I got way too skinny and everyone listening on here, Alyssa was one of the nicer people that I don't want to say that. I want to say you've just, you've recognized that there was something going on and I, uh, took it to an extreme and it definitely had, um, an effect on my injury because I wasn't recovering. I was exhausted, malnourished. (laughs) I mean, you name it. And, you know, food really is fuel for endurance athletes. So it's not, it's like, it wasn't even a, a joke. It's when you're training for performance, you very well know you can't just try to look skinny. That's like not. Oh my God. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It doesn't, it, it doesn't work that way. And you know, it's so funny. People will, people will, um, say things. And and unfortunately, like as women, we get like, people tend to comment, uh, on our bodies a little bit more, but over the summer we had, um, some union workers in the office, uh, when one of our floors were being renovated and there was this one guy who was really really nice he was 62 and I know this because he would tell me almost every day because he's a runner as well and you know he would say oh I look great for 62 but he would comment on like my arms all the time and it at the end like it's people have this idea in their head that runners are supposed to be these tiny little emaciated people um and I don't you know I don't really know why because you see the you know female professional runners and they you know they don't look much different than you and I they're healthy strong women um but there's there's this there's this idea behind it that you're you know you're supposed to be thinner and thinner to be faster and of course you know it does that does help but it's doing things the healthy way and the right way and it's 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 being it's being strong you know that's what's going to help you with your speed and and you know um everything everything about running I I I totally agree and just elite female athletes just they tend to be petite it's it goes hand in hand with the sport and that's where I feel like there's a very fine line between running and you you know this running your fastest but you want to be your leanest and your strongest and like you do yeah yeah because it you you need to be that's how you're going to run your best but it's it's almost like yes it leads to eating disorders but it's a it just kind of, it's a sticky topic, but I mean, if you look at the top female runners, they're very petite runners because they're running a lot of miles a week and yeah, they're eating tons, but you know, they're also very diligent about being their strongest and their leanest so that yeah. they could really, you know, like run as fast as they can and they're not weighted down. So, um, yeah, I love that you said that and just people should not assume yeah, people shouldn't assume. I mean, you know, shot putters have to be a certain way if they want to, you know, is it throw? Is that the proper term? If they want to get that, you know, ball across the field. Like, it's, it, you know, every every sport requires different physique. Uh, and that's that's how, that's just how it is, you know? Exactly, exactly. And, um, yes, I love... Yes, I love everything, but I want to wrap it up with one final question for you. Um, and then, you know, everyone could annoy you with all the questions um, once I share all your information on the live podcast tomorrow. But um, <laughs> um, I guess this is kind of a twofold question. So what um, 
we've like been in touch, you know, like here and there, of course. Uh, so I guess what I, I would love to hear more about how I inspired you, uh, as a runner, uh, because you inspire me just as much and just more about what you really love about the running community. So you inspired me as a runner, um, like in all honesty, just opening up my eyes to like how amazing the Boston marathon is. And when you told me about that experience and you know, how your parents were together watching you and that meant so much to you. And, um, you know, the fact that you qualified and I, that, that whole thing made me just want to be better and race that particular race. And, um, you know, I'm somebody that, you know, I work for New York Road Runners, but I'll, I'll just, and I have yet to race Boston, but I just have it embedded in me that that's like just the greatest race in the world. It is the oldest, um, it's the hardest. Um, so seeing how passionate you were about running that race was just very inspiring, just simply very inspiring. Thank um, you. And yeah. I can't wait to see you crush it because I know you're yeah. going to. I'm so and, excited. You know, not only that, um, your work ethic, very inspiring. That's whether it be your training or your clients. Um, when you're in on something, you're all in. And that's not only a lesson in regards to running, but in life. Like if, if you're passionate about something, you should be all in. Um, that's where, you know, you're going to be the most successful. Um, and that's... I, I, you know, personally, I think that's just, that's how you should live your life, you know, g give something your all, you know, um, and you are the perfect example of that. And I try very hard to do that with my running. And um, even, you know, with, with uh, my role at my job. Um, it's very important. And um, what was the second question? Thank you for all that. I just I, you're, you're going to do great things. I'm waiting for the day you become your own run coach. The second question was um, what you love about the running community. I know you mentioned the, um, the Central Park Track Club, which is amazing. But just like just anyone in the community of running, like what do you love so much about it, I guess? And what would you leave us all here with tonight? Yeah, um, there's I mean, of course, there's a lot that I love about the running community, but I love that you know, there's, there's going to be, there's, there's always going to be somebody who's probably going through the same thing that you are, um, when it comes to training. So it's nice to have those people that you could go to for advice. Um, I love how like in New York city, especially like the running community is, is just huge. And, um, this is something that, you know, I, I didn't realize this until I guess a year and a half ago, but, um, even like joining Central Park Track Club and doing these intense hard workouts, you know, in the park, you know, after hours, it, it's, you know, and with, with people who have similar interests and, and, you know, very similar goals, it's, it's just a great feeling. It almost gives you that, like, that team feeling like, you know, being back in high school or, you know, your college team or whatever. Um, and uh, just having those people that you, you can kind of rely on. Um, and, uh, yes. Yeah. Sorry for the siren. Sorry. Yes. Nah, no worries. <laughs> siren for me being like, oh my God, I got to join Alyssa and hop on this bandwagon. Cause like I need more of like 
I feel like I need to do more of that, even as a coach. Like I definitely, definitely. Absolutely. And it's, it's, you know, it's, I'm only about a month and a half in, but it's already, I can tell going to be a really, really successful, um, thing for me, uh, successful for my training. Um, but yeah, we, we're going to have to, you know, get you, get you in on that. My friend Eber from work who he, he uh, is a very, very fast runner. I think he, he just ran CIM in like two and a half, two hours and 30 something minutes. My goodness. Uh, recently he runs for Central Park Track Club. He got me to join. And I think it's something that you should definitely consider. I definitely will. It's on Thursday nights. Thursdays and Tuesdays. And then they have, um, track workouts as well on Tuesdays. Um, I go Thursday nights for, uh, the, the tempo runs. Um, yeah. think it would be great for you. Yeah. Just cause like I have my Thursdays with, um, North Brooklyn runners, but you know, anything could happen. I mean, anything could happen. I mean, they do Tuesdays as well. It, you know, it's, you just, you just work out what you can. Yeah. And also I need to run with you. I need to run with you. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. That, that most importantly, we have to do that. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. So I'm going to wrap it up here, but I'm going to see you live tonight on Instagram where you could be grilled with all the questions from a live audience. Yes. Uh, but thank you so much, Alyssa, for joining and just for sharing your peace of mind and everything that you just had to offer on this podcast episode. I appreciate you and everyone listening. Uh, Alyssa's information is going to be up across Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Podchaser. Tomorrow, I will be announcing it in my IG stories, and you could contact her there because I'm going to share all her information in the details. So thank you very much for tuning in to, for, uh, to tonight's Run With Allie Live episode, and I will see you guys at the same time, same place next week with a new special guest. Thanks so much, Alyssa. Thank you, Allie. Bye. Bye.